what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The moving of God's Spirit in the day of miracles is not over. God is ready to crank this thing up and move into overdrive, and you need to get in line with it, and you need to get in the river. You need to ask God to move and pour out His Spirit upon you, upon me, upon the church, upon this country today. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 1 Kings. The book of 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Move down if you will to verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. And Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the sound of an abundance of rain. We've been studying the 18th chapter of the book of 1 Kings for several weeks now. And as the Lord leads this morning, we'll close out this particular chapter. But I want you to notice, if you will, the first verse of this chapter. 1 Kings 18, verse 1. The Bible says that it came to pass after many days. This phrase sobs with the anguish of God. For some three and a half years, Israel suffered a terrible time of drought and famine. Elijah stood before King Ahab and prophesied that this would happen. And I believe in my heart that had Ahab repented and turned to God that this drought would have been a non-issue or at least it wouldn't have been drug out as long as it was. No doubt countless lives would have been saved. But instead of Ahab turning to God 
he doubled down harder, and the Bible says he cut off the prophets of the Lord. But despite all of that, after three years, the Lord spoke to Elijah and said, Go and show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. In this first verse, it starts out with a time of judgment. And at the end of the verse, we have a promise of God. And by the time you get down to the end of the chapter, we have the fulfillment of that promise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me tell you something this morning. God fulfills on His promises. Not one promise of God has ever failed. Not one promise of God will ever fail. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. Verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle will in no wise pass from the law until all be fulfilled. Every promise in the book is mine. Say that with me this morning. Every promise in the book is mine. Every promise in the book is is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line, I'm trusting in His love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. By His stripes, the book says that I'm healed. Until the day of redemption, I have been sealed. To prosper, to be in health, is right in line. Every promise in the book is mine. If you're lost today and without God, talk to the Lord and ask Him to come into your heart. If any man be in Christ, he can have a brand new start. Knock, the door will open. Seek, and you shall find that every promise in the book is mine. On that resurrection morning, when the last trumpet sounds, those of us who are alive in Christ will rise up from the ground. will be changed in a moment of time because every promise in this book is mine. Are you standing on the promises of God today? Or are you just standing on the premises Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Glory to God. Are you standing on those promises today? Glory to God. Praise God. You may be seated if you can. Glory to God. 
Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I'm standing on the promises of God. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because God has promised you something in His Word, it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. It would be another six months from the time that God gave this Word to Elijah before it actually took place. Because certain things had to fall in line. Certain things had to take place. God's people had to come to a place that they believed God. God's people were deceived into believing Baal. And events had to take place to turn their hearts away from Baal and turn it back to God. And Elijah stood before Ahab once again, told Ahab to gather all the people to the top of Mount Carmel. Thousands had gathered there that day. Elijah said, give us two bullocks. Give one to the 450 prophets of Baal. Give me one of them. Let them call on their gods. And I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. And you know the story. The fire of God fell upon Elijah's altar. Glory to God. The fire that fell upon that altar was a type of the judgment of God upon sin. The death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus died on Calvary, it opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a new way, to come into our hearts and lives, and that's typified by the rain. Glory to God. And Elijah said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Glory to God. That's what we need today in America. That's what we need today in our churches. That's what you need today. That's what I need today is an abundance of rain. We need it. The situation in Israel was terrible. There wasn't a green blade of grass to be found anywhere. The leaves on the trees had shriveled up to a crisp. All the brooks and streams had dried up. Animal carcasses lying about everywhere. No crops could be grown. The people were literally starving to death. The only thing that would resolve this situation was rain. And a good rain. I'm not talking about little mercy drops fall and a little sprinkle. I'm talking about we, need, we, we needed a, a, a good rain, a hard rain. Only a good rain would bring life back to the land that was dried and parched. Our churches today, 
despite all of its activity, despite all the strobe lights flashing and people dancing and jumping all around, our churches today are dry. We need a good rain of the Spirit to fall in our churches today. What is that? Sadly and regrettably, you do not know what I'm talking about. To be honest with you, I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I've never seen it, I've never witnessed it, I've read about it in the book of Acts. And I felt a tiny portion of it when I was a kid, just 14 years of age. But the moving of the Spirit of God, like in the book of Acts, church, we've not seen it. But oh, let me tell you this morning, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain because God said in the last days He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. That's free will Baptist flesh. That's Pentecostal flesh. That's Methodist flesh. That's all flesh. We've got to recognize our need for the rain. We've been without it so long, we think that that's just the way it's going to be. God's got more. God's got more. Church, let me tell you something today. The gifts of the Spirit and, and the moving of God's Spirit in the day of miracles is not over. God is ready to crank this thing up and move into overdrive, and you need to get in line with it, and you need to get in the river. You need to ask God to move and pour out His Spirit upon you, upon me, upon the church, upon this country today. Israel was in terrible shape. All of that that I described to you, it was a physical manifestation of her spiritual condition. I look at what's happening in our country today. Everything's going through the roof. People are having to decide, do, do I want to get my medicine this week or do I want to eat this week? Gas prices at an all-time high. And I've talked to people about it. I stand in the grocery line and hear people talking about it. I go to the barber shop. Don't have to go there much anymore, but I go to the barber shop, people talking about it. And most people blame Joe Biden and the Democrats for the mess we're in. I hear people blaming COVID for the mess we're in. I hear people blaming Donald Trump, imagine that, for what's happening. And now it's the thing going on, the war in Ukraine. But all of that is just symptoms. You can blame whatever you want to blame, but the blame is this country is in a drought today. What we see happening today is a physical manifestation of our spiritual condition. This nation has left God. Because God help us today, the church has left God. We've left the cross. We need the rain. That rain has a sound to it. Elijah said, I hear the sound. How can you recognize something if you've never heard it? What, what am I talking about? Turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. First verse. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound. A sound. What I'm talking about has a sound to it. You can go to any cemetery in this country and it's quiet. Why? Because there ain't no life there. But when the Spirit of God moves, there's life. And whenever there's life, there's a sound to it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. I stood up here behind this pulpit a few minutes ago and I can just hear the wind blowing outside that door whistling back there. God's about to pour out His Spirit for those of us who will get on our face before Him and ask Him as they did here in the book of Acts. They were all in one accord, in one place. What were they doing? They were praying and seeking God, but they didn't know what they were praying and seeking God for. How many of you have been in a situation... If you go this way, you're condemned. If you go that way, you're condemned. Either way you go, you're condemned. Either way. And you go before the Lord and you, and you just don't know what to pray. You don't know what to ask God for. You need something, but you don't know what you need. That's where I'm at right now. I need something, but I don't know what I need. And if you'll be honest with yourself, you need something, but you don't know exactly what you need. You think you know. Our church needs something. What do we need? Well, I can stand here and name a whole lot of things that we need. But the main thing that we need is a moving of the Holy Ghost, moving within the hearts and lives of God's people. That's what we need. God, give us a desire for more of you. For more of your spirit, there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Gave them utterance. God can pour out His Spirit in this church, in the church up the road, in any church that will place their faith in Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, and they desire the Spirit of God to move. There's a sound to it. It's a sound of prayer. Praying in the Spirit. Asking God to touch your soul, touch your heart. God, fill me up with your spirit. That's what we need today. But I can't stand here and explain it to you today. I just know we need it. All I can give you is what's here in the book of Acts. You say, well, Brother James, I don't believe in all that speaking in tongues stuff. Well, it's in the book. It's in the book. And every promise in this book is mine. And if God says I can have it, I can have it. And ain't nobody going to talk me out of it. Sorry, you're too late. The Lord baptized me in the Holy Ghost when I was 14 years old. And I spoke in other tongues. And I've never been the same since. So I know it's for today. Now there are rules and regulations in how it's supposed to be done. And Paul laid it out. 
in the book of Corinthians. But in your prayer time at home, there are no regulations. See, there's times when we find ourselves in situations we don't know how to pray for things as we ought to, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings. Glory to God, which cannot be uttered. The Holy Ghost knows what you need. See, you think you know what you need. You don't know what you need. God does. Now, I've learned, so I've been praying, Lord, draw me closer to you. You know what he does? He allows trial and tribulation. He puts you in situations and there ain't no way in the world to get out of it. You can't see no way around it. There's only one way out and that's God. And you know, and when God puts you in that situation, I find myself two or three o'clock in the morning praying. During the day I'm welding. And it'll hit my mind and I'm praying, seeking God, praying in the Spirit. I really don't know what to do about it. And like I said, you go this way, you condemned. You go that way, you condemned. Any way you go, you're condemned. What do you do? Pray in the Spirit. And let me tell you this. The closer to the light you get, the more flaws are exposed. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? That's why a lot of times we don't want to draw closer to the Lord because then the flaws become evident. And the brighter the light is, the more flaws you can see the sound of an abundance of rain they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance move down to verse 17 acts 2 verse 17 it'll come to pass in the last day saith god i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh if we'll all get in one accord one place What is that one place? The cross. The church has got to get back on the foundation. We've all got to get back to the cross. One accord. One place. And ask for God to move. To pour out His Spirit. Prayer is the key. Elijah, 1 Kings 18, verse 42. The Bible says that he went up to the top of Carmel. He went back to the altar. He went back to the place where the fire of God fell. It's the place that gives us access to God. If it wasn't for what Jesus Christ did at Calvary, you and I would be doomed. We'd have no access. Today you can come boldly before the throne of grace and ask Him for whatever it is you need. Everything that we need from God has all been made possible by what Jesus Christ did at the cross and the bible says that elijah cast himself down to the earth and put his face between his knees he realized that he couldn't do anything he knew that israel of that day needed rain 
but there wasn't anything that he could do about it other than go before God and pray and humble himself. That's what this is. This is a position of humility. Likewise, the church has got to come to that place that we realize there's nothing we can do to make it happen. There's nothing you can do to make the Spirit of God fall. Nothing. But pray and ask God to do it. They were all in one accord in one place. And it just happened. Glory to God. Just get out of the way and let it happen. Just get out of the way and let it happen. And believe what the book says. Every promise in the book is yours. Now, he asked the servant after he prayed. He told the servant to go up to the top of the mountain and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing. When you've prayed and prayed and prayed and you've asked God to do something and there's nothing, what do you do? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.